Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chat TV on a Balls Big Wednesday. How are you? I hope you're well. If you're in Tallahassee, you're happy. It's glorious outside. We should all be outside doing the show outside on a deck somewhere with a cold keg of beer. Talking about, uh, I don't know, at some point is Florida State going to reveal with the basketball program that they're serious about bringing in some transfer portal people because, uh, you know, as they say, time is of the essence. I was looking at it yesterday. This is a brief mention of that program, but, um, you know, that portal opened up on March the 13th. 500-something players in that portal getting snatched up left and right. I'm looking every day. Big programs, plug-and-play guys. Get this kid, get this kid. What do we do? They need five players minimum which is going to require him to do something he doesn't want to do. But, man, this is the heavy lifting that is necessary to get this turned around. This is you having to not do the things that, you know, one of the reasons we love you, but now you got to do the things that you don't want to do because that's what it takes. you got to go to kids and say, you, you don't have to do this, but you can say you're not any good. You, you need to go. We're going to revoke your scholarship. You're not good. Go somewhere else. Because you got to make room on the roster to bring kids in. They're not. It doesn't appear those kids are volunteering to leave. I'm sure that it has been made abundantly clear to many of them, you're not part of our plans. You just, you know, we love you. Thanks for coming here. It's not your fault we recruited you. But uh, you're not part of our plans. And they're like, oh, that's okay. I like it here. I'm sure you do. You're not going to play. That's cool. See, this is part of the problem. You don't have the what for. You don't even care that you're not going to play. 
this is, this is my failure. This is my failure revealed to me right across from me at a desk. Come on, man. Sorry, I just was reading some stuff during the break, and I'm just like, come on, man. Can, can we get moving on this? You can't. It can't happen not another year, not like that. It was awful. It could happen. Well, let's go. That's why you feel the urgency, because it could happen. But see, to me, that that's nuts. And and I'll move on. We'll 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 go to football, whatever. But I could staple tickets to the corner of uh, intersections on like Monroe. <laughs> there you go, free tickets. But I'm my the problem with that is that I mean you you know you you don't want to be picking through the scraps. Secondly, you do. It appears that obviously they've retained Leonard. He's coming back. Well, to me. It, it would be under the auspices of the, you're gonna you're gonna hit the portal and gut this roster. The roster we saw what the roster was. This ain't it. So now you you just if that's you don't want to go out this way. Gotcha. Fair enough. You're given another opportunity because of all the success you've had and the man that you are. You get another chance. All right, fine. But you're gonna have the same season if you don't do these things that make you uncomfortable. So now like. I hate it, but if you're serious about how about this? My thought would be that the bare minimum is that he wants to come back because he doesn't want to go out like this. I don't think he's here for the next five years. I'm not saying that. Probably two at most. But you won't get to if this season happens again. So like now you have to just ensure go get some kids and get to the tournament next year. That's it. Get to the tournament. Wave goodbye. Yeah, I think there are times when coaches are exiting either here in Tallahassee, and maybe they don't know they're exiting, but they're on the way out. And you say, how does that coach not realize dot, dot, dot? How do they not see dot, dot, dot? Is it age? Is it complacency? Is it arrogance? Is it whatever? In this case, Leonard Hamilton has been on the record multiple yes, times. Yes, he has. He knows that roster ain't it. Warchant.com specifically to the assembled press after a random blowout loss, which there were plenty of this Lots year. Lots to choose from, yeah. He knows. He knows what he has to do. The question is, is he going to do it or not? And is, is, is he going to do it in a timely fashion and in a way that will get the job done? But this is not a case where you're saying, how did they not see the forest for the trees? Oh. Leonard Hamilton knows exactly what's wrong. Is he going to do anything about it? Or is he capable of doing anything about it, given the set of circumstances where we are and the time that we're in with NIL and such? We'll see. We'll see. I'm getting nervous. These days, I mean, this is every day that goes by is another opportunity. You know, if you look at the portal, um, you know, I saw we're already Louisville saw six of their dudes ride out, hit the portal because they're a god-awful mess. So it makes sense, right? And they picked up a transfer guard from Illinois. North Carolina had three of their players ride out. Well, they were the biggest underachievers in basketball. So the radical shifts are underway. We should be seeing something similar here in Tallahassee, like this week, like maybe tonight. Oh, look at that. Seven dudes are riding out. Good. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. With a press release, Leonard Hamilton congratulates <laughs> seven Seminoles on the next chapter of their journey. Uh, to be played elsewhere. Um, 
But that's where the PR, that's where it gets fun to be in Sports Info or PR. It's like, how am I going to title this, this mass exodus? Leonard Hamilton, FSU basketball, congratulates the following players. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of Ham- Leonard going, celebrating with his arms in the air. As the doors close right. behind somebody leaving. Somebody made, yeah, somebody made a graphic for it. It says congratulations underneath it. Congratulations. That's comical. Florida State falls last night. That's not funny. It stinks. They had a 5-1 to one lead, but alas, uh, they give up that lead. The bullpen arm's not good enough to keep Florida down. That's a really good Florida team. That's the only way to say it. They are. They're very good. Unfortunately for Florida State, the uh, – Team they play this weekend in ACC competition is also very, very good, maybe even better. So, uh, tough stretch. Losing a lot of baseball games. They figure to lose some more. And they'll have to obviously get better as this season goes on. They're not going to be a great team. Might not even be a good team. They do have to be a team that keeps the streak alive. Uh, Ran into an old buddy of mine that uh, has been – in the uh, in the press box for over 20 years, since back when I was doing PA. He's seen a lot of good baseball teams come and go and a few bad ones, but all of them made the postseason. And so uh, Pat and I, hello, Pat, we were talking about it, and um, he said, man, I'm getting nervous. I said, you're getting nervous? And he goes, man, I, I don't know. Schedule's brutal. And he was making your point about they could be they could get better, but the schedule's ruthless. Said, well, they'll be all right. Hang in there, Pat. But, like, you know, 43 years. You don't want your first year to be the year. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's a toughie. You walk in and you're the guy. And you're on the precipice of, of being alone in first place. I mean, that, that'll hurt your feelings. Um, hopefully they go play well against Virginia. I, I You know, well to me would be well-played games, and you get one of them on the road. You get one of them on the road. Football team was back at it yesterday for all the coverage. Go to warchant.com. Watch the videos we shoot to Warchant TV. I thought it was a good day. You know, I thought something was interesting. I didn't bring this up last hour, but I will hear. And I don't know. I asked this question. I just throw it out there. I posit it. Some of you have asked this question on Seminole Headlines. So it's here you go. Um, do they want to play faster? Mike, after the practice, and again, he's very purposeful with his words. He said, you know, we, we didn't play with tempo that I wanted today. I wanted I want us to play with a lot more tempo. Brought it up uh, more than once. Brought it up on his own accord. And I don't think it's just because he wants to run more plays in practice. <laughs> I think it's because there's a sense of urgency, obviously, but also I think he knows he's got the depth to play fast. He's got the depth of talent to play fast. They're going to out-talent a lot of teams they face this year. Only really two on the schedule that I would say you're not going to out-talent. The rest of them you are. And so I think in those situations, obviously more plays, not less plays, right? We want to push ourselves away from that old snail's pace that Jimbo played with. And, and you know, maybe he's trying to get them in line with that. Well, that's the thing. The depth creates the opportunity, and it's not just on offense. It's also the defensive line. If you believe you've got two or three waves of defensive linemen and you've got eight defensive backs that you believe that you can trust, you know, maybe you love four or five of them, but you can trust eight of them, that begets opportunities to continue to put your defense on the field a lot because your offense is going up and down. It's okay because you're not asking one dude to play 85 snaps. 
asking him to play 50, which is what you would play at a snail's pace, but now more possessions for the more talented offense should equal a wider margin of victory. Like I, I love the thought process behind it. I guess the question I would ask you, as somebody myself who didn't make practice yesterday, did you agree with his assessment that they looked like they were coming off of a spring break? Yeah, I thought I thought there were some kids who looked a little tired. I mean, it's tough. You come off of a break like that, and I know <laughs> the first thing I thought of when we went out there is we're going to find out who had a good time. Uh, you know, spring break, college, I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen, right? You're going to have a good time, especially when you're working hard. It's like your grand reward. Okay, I get this respite. I get this one chance. I'm going to go have some fun. Now, hopefully you keep in mind that at the back end of spring break, you need to get hydrated again. And have a good time, you know, resting while you uh, are getting set. Because they come back in full pads. So it's not like, hey, you, you get to ease into it. No, they were hitting yesterday. And it was on. And you've got – and that's the other thing. There are no breaks. And what I mean by that is if, like you've said before, last year in practice, if you had, you know, good on good in a situation in the trenches, the next man up wasn't necessarily going to be facing – uh, a great player, you know, could be, but but not necessarily. And guys time out these things. I mean, I used to do it too. You look in the line about who you're going to have to go up against. Like, oh, man, I don't want to deal with him today. He's a monster. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Because you realize that uh, Phil is just after him, and you can handle Phil. So you, you have, you know, you do that. It happens, especially if you're tired. Especially You can't do it now because that guy's good. So is that guy, and so is that guy, and so is that guy, and so is that guy. Everybody I'm going to face, they're all good. That's a good problem to have. Well, and now they can break up the reps, too. You and I were talked about that on the wrap where, again, they were doing – I assume they were outside for most of it, not in the IPF. Yeah, they were in the IPF a little bit, but, yeah, most of the practice was So they were breaking it up across the two fields and running concurrent drills. Concurrent drills, and it was fun, but it does make it difficult to track as a consumer because you're trying (laughs) to take in everything. You're like, oh, wait, he's over there? No, I saw Kanata Charlton on a rep that had a really good rep, but he was on the far field from where we were. I was like, damn, I need to be seeing Who was that against? And so, yeah, it was interesting. By the way, I didn't mention this yesterday or today, and I should. We talk about guys that looked good yesterday, and, you know, we mentioned some of the freshmen, safeties, freshman receiver. Uh, Kyle Morlock looked really good yesterday. Um, I, I, I should mention that Jared Verse had another really good day. And he's a really good player, so we just kind of forget to mention it because we don't. It's not a grand mystery. <laughs> he's gonna start. He's really good. So we tend to just not mention his good days because he has a lot of them. But I shouldn't do that because you need to know that he's practicing hard, practicing well, and getting better. He's also the the example you see with him. You already know about the speed. You already know about he's even stronger, man. He's he's he he will stand up some of these huge offensive linemen. And, and manipulate him. He's doing that again, and he's gotten even stronger, I think. He's just put in the work. Curious uh, your thoughts on some of the offensive linemen that you saw because this is your first foray with a Byers or a Roddick or Keandre Jones in full pads. I've seen him once. You've seen him once. Week and a half apart. But I was impressed with Byers and, and his fundamentals, and he doesn't seem to be caught off balance a whole lot. Now, he's being surprised by the quality of competition yeah. he's going against. You could see that. But I I thought all in all, the three of them looked pretty good the first day that they were in full pads against the good opponents. Specific to Byers, I put this in my notes yesterday, he gives up the inside too much. And that is probably... As a tackle or a guard? As a tackle. He gives, up the, he gives up his inside. You can't do that as a tackle, and he does do that too often. 
I think there are a couple guys that got to learn to sink their ass. You know, when you're getting bull rushed by, the, and they have horses now, and so it happens to all these guys. Like every now and then, you'll see that defensive line choose violence, and they go straight with the bull rush. There's no technique. It's just I'm gonna beat your ass because I'm strong. And these guys have to learn how. You know, you you got to sit down. You got to sink your ass, as they say. That's what they used to yell at practice. But I mean, you got to. And they're learning that. But it's so good for all of them because, again, the quality of the rep you're getting time and again is against a guy that would start anywhere and is a real quality player, and it's just going to make them better and probably make them better faster or else they'll get replaced. I mean, you know, I've been impressed. Another thing to mention here, Tom, we talk about that offensive line and the reps we've seen. You know who's kind of rounding into form and almost looks like a, a, a pro is Armella. He's starting to look like – I mean, we already knew what he was body yeah. type-wise. Yeah. We knew his strength. But it, knew... was, it was kind of doughy, young yeah. kid, baby fat last year. It looks like, yeah, he looks a lot stronger, a lot stronger in that frame. Yeah, he's comfortable, strong. He's, he's, he's a mean dude. I like that he's got a little what for to him, a lot of what for to him. A lot. He's got a lot of what for to him. He ain't having it. He's there to take that, care of business. Is that again yesterday? Maybe if somebody's chirping, he doesn't. He just doesn't put up with it. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't put up with it. He's kind of funny, and he's but he's also he's a strong rep after a strong rep. Um, and then he, you know, you just you kind of take well, it for granted. It's going to be that battle will go on into the fall. He's also meticulous. When there is something that goes wrong in an individual rep or or a group period that they're rotating in and out, he'll walk away. Typically, in the end zone is where they gather, at least when they're inside. And he'll start doing stuff. It's almost like he's shadow boxing against a, a defensive mm-hmm, lineman. Mm-hmm. Just the little things about technique. He is very tactical. Like sometimes you think about a big offensive lineman if he's described as strong and imposing. You don't think of them as as tactical. Right. Yeah. Technicians. But yeah. Julian cares an awful lot about those little details, and you can spot him often between his turn, going through whatever technique he needs to do, whatever leverage that he's been taught in order to make sure it doesn't happen again. He doesn't go and pout if he loses a rep. He doesn't go pound his chest if he win, wins a rep. He's always tinkering in between, which I think is the sign of somebody who is ticketed for the next level. To your point, though, this is what competition does, and I've seen it more and more. I don't want to besmirch the previous team that went 10-3 and three, or any of the teams that we've watched practice, um, but I have noticed this. This is something that stands out to me. Um, and that is post-practice attention to detail. So I've seen more than once, and it happened again yesterday. That's why it's on my mind. It's to your point. A lot of guys at the end of a very physical practice, staying after and hitting the sled, doing a lot more reps, technique, leverage, bend, whatever it was they got yelled at for in practice, they're carrying over post-practice, oftentimes together, to work on what it was Alex Atkins told them, what it was Mike Norvell yelled at them for, what it was. Brian Courtney yesterday, I, he stayed. You know, he's you know, listen, he's in the midst of a serious competition. I don't see reps for him with this tight end group. I think they should move him to linebacker. I've made that abundantly clear. But he's a tight end right now, 
and he's working really hard. And he got yelled at yesterday briefly. And after practice, he was working his butt off on that sled, getting lower and more explosive and doing the things. It was blocking that they were frustrated with. Well, you can imagine. He's not big enough. So I like that. I, 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 these kids, I think they sense they have a chance to be really good, and they want to do everything to put themselves in a position to, to realize their potential. Well, it's, there was a moment in the first pad of practice that it was just kind of cool to see because this is a signal of a program being built or realized in this case. Like last year, we would marvel at if Dylan Gibbons would pull somebody aside who was, you know, maybe not going to ever be a starter. Right, yeah. And work he with was good about diligent. that. Yeah, he yeah. was excellent about that. Uh, Devontae Love Taylor before him was very good about that. Fabian Lovett currently is. Jared Verse currently is. Mm-hmm. Like working with guys. Well, Jermaine Johnson's on campus, and he's working with a couple of the defensive ends. I told you that was the story. He's like, he's munching on food. He puts it there. Hang on, man. Okay, so here's what you do <laughs> as he's chewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes yeah. back to eating. But then there was this period of instruction with the offensive line where they're going through special teams drills. And so now it's about mental reps and technique stuff that Alex Atkins can work on with the offensive linemen because they're not going to go and do special team stuff. And you see that he's working with the veterans, and then there's Lucas Simmons hovering over his shoulder, watching mm-hmm. every single little detail about the instruction the veteran tackles are getting from Atkins. And he's kind of mimicking the movements. He's being a sponge. And you can see from the old to the new, and then off on the sideline, speaking generally, because the, they have rules about this kind of stuff. But, like, high school coaches who have come to check things out. Bottom there yesterday. Taking notes. They're like, man, look at this. This is the pinnacle of instruction. You just see it in the eyes of people who are connected to the game that you've got a coach who they think whatever he says is gospel because of what he's done. You see the veterans. Some of them are transfers. Some of them are three- or four-year guys here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you see the freshmen. And it's just this whole – the machine is Symmetry here. to it, yeah. The machine is working at a level where we used to marvel at it, and now it just looks to be what I'm sure Mike Norvell envisioned from day one. It's also why he wants to play fast, because they have that ability and that depth, and they have teachers and guys who pull other people aside so they can get up to speed. And so that, you know, let's go. He can afford to do it because he doesn't feel like they're going to leave people behind because they're going to get the added attention they need, either from a player or a coach or whatever it might be. And uh, and also the caliber of player, the, the, the caliber of the clay that you're molding, again, is better as well. A lot of questions came in that are interesting ones. I do want to answer some of those. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We'll do it in a moment. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, It had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. 
And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. And I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it. And I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. You're going to want to turn it down. Oh, you got it. You already know it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to hurry up and get that intro in because I couldn't remember if we edited the beginning of that, but so Westberg uh, came with it. We didn't, but that's memory from years of board opping, mm. and it is not marked E for explicit, which is also, come on, Spotify. I need yeah. you to get it together. Great song, but yeah, I mean. Westerberg's not having it, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. does Tom remember? Gotta get that down. That is not a quality win on the road. <laughs> Somebody asked, where's Chubba Purdy playing? Uh, it's, he's at Nebraska. He has been at Nebraska doing a whole lot of nothing. He did get a, I think he got one start last year, sucked. So it's continued suckage for him. Hey, he's rooting on Brock. But I don't, I mean, whatever. I mean, I. I don't have a ill will against him. It's just oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, he. It's not significant to discussion. Um, what's your confidence level that Tate is our twenty twenty four starter before spring? Currently, I. I <laughs> what's my confidence level? What, what are we going to do this? Basically, one to 10? he's saying what? What it was yesterday's terrible day? Something to take away your confidence level for next year, Tate. No, yesterday's not. Just what we see from him in general is, though, I mean, I he can be good some days and bad some days, and that doesn't exactly inspire confidence. I mean, I, you know, I loved what happened in that Louisville game. It was cool for him to have that moment and to show that he could do it. It ought to foster an awful lot of strength and confidence and belief in oneself that he made those plays on the road while trailing. 
This wasn't like I'm hanging on for dear life. I got to go make plays. I've got to go make plays. And I've never made plays ever under no circumstance, not a spring game, nothing. I've always been terrible. And then I get out there on the road. We're trailing, we're reeling. And I got him. And the first throw I make is a pick. And it's of the worst order. It's one of the worst picks I've ever thrown. And I've thrown some doozies if I'm Tate Rodemaker. I've thrown some picks that'll make you wonder, how's that even possible? Eighth graders don't make that pick. And then after all of that, I come back and not only make plays, I thrive. And I'm one of the reasons we win the game. That's an awesome story. It's an awesome moment. Every bit of that, as harsh as it was, is true. He'd never made plays. He'd been screamed down countless times when he got opportunities now we saw him made plays in practice but never in a game of any significance so there we were and then he did it and I would think that that would lead to a ton of confidence almost to the point where when we watch him you'd go man that kid's good he's going to be good when he gets his chance but we don't do that Tom we don't do that we go I don't know I don't know if he's going to be good when he gets his chance because when he got into games after Louisville, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. The mop-up opportunities he got, he wasn't great. And I didn't see this surge in belief and confidence from him stemming from that success against Louisville. Might be unfair. The sample size wasn't large. Yeah, typically the offensive line in front of him in those situations was not good. All right, well, here's the good news. Because regardless of my lack of belief in – now. I'm not completely devoid of, but regardless of where I stand on that question right now, he's going to get a ton of opportunities this year. Florida State's going to blow out six to seven teams on this schedule. Blow them out. Those games will not be competitive. I can name six, and just right now, I can think of right now that Florida State will win by three touchdowns or more in all likelihood. So that means he's going to get chances. And by the way, when he gets those chances, if the second team offensive line is in, it's a good offensive line. If the second team, third team running back is in, it's a good second team, third team running back. It's like a good player. If the third string tight end is in, it's a good player. So he won't have reasons for not excelling in those opportunities. He should. There won't be game pressure on him. He'll have good players around him to protect him. He'll have good players to throw to. He'll have a running back that can really play. So he should take a jump this year. So whatever hasn't necessarily transpired on the heels of the Louisville game, it should this year. We'll know by season's end because we will have seen enough to know whether or not that guy is somebody you can feel good about when we head off to Ireland. Well, and I think also it's important to see that he's pushed for the second job. Nobody is restricting A.J. Duffy from competing for the backup quarterback job. Mm -hmm. But we would all agree at this point that there still is a gap between two and three. Like Duffy will have to be a hell of a lot more consistent in order to push for the primary backup role of Jordan Travis. But if that happens, it's, again, another good insurance policy and another incentive for Tate to be pushed forward, not besmirching Tate's work ethic. I'm just saying it's the nature of the beast. Right now, I don't think he's feeling a whole lot of heat for his current job, the one he has at this moment. Well, again, Duffy was better yesterday. He had a good day. So maybe we see more of that from him. Right. Two, three weeks from now, let's mm -hmm. say that Duffy is more good than bad over that period of time. That can only serve to benefit the battle for the second job. And it creates those moments in practice that you wouldn't otherwise have, which is, oh, my God, here's my chance 11 on 11. Jordan's sitting today. 
AJ's been on fire the last week. I better make the most of this. Yeah, and he should have the confidence because he's done it in a game on the road while we trailed in the second half. I mean, that those are big plays. I mean, dude, that, that opportunity could come as soon as this Saturday in the scrimmage. I think that might be the place where Coach Norvell is going to pull Jordan back. He oh, said he was going time. to do it at the outset of camp, but I was thinking about where's the natural landing spot for Jordan not to get the reps. I think it might be more in the scrimmage than it is right. in, a, in a standard practice. Well, and I would suggest that they'll treat that. I think Keith Jones said it on Front Row Knowles right before we came on, and I agree with him. I was nodding. <laughs> he said they'll probably treat their starters, in particular quarterback, like the NFL does in preseason. Right. You get a series. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, well, I know you can play. Now let's get to the real evaluation. Now let's go over yeah. here and then, yeah. you know, I mean, as they ramp it up and get later in camp, maybe we'll give you four series instead of one or two. But, you know, initially we just need you to go out there and kind of get into a rhythm, run a couple of series, have a seat. And let's come, go see how these other guys. Come coach with us. Yeah. Tell us what they should be looking for. What do they not see? That's the other great thing is Jordan is now so confident in this offense. And you can see him working with the other quarterbacks from time to time, instructing and just, you know, shooting the breeze about the position. But if Coach Norvell or Tony Tokars, Coach Tokars, wants some feedback, they can say, Jordan, what do you think there? What do you think? Mm-hmm. That's the next step for Jordan as well, is to say, can you teach it? He probably could by now. He's got a real good yep. command of that offense. And the other thing I'd say, even though Tate's been here for 82 years, lest we forget that last year, Nobody knew about Jordan until everybody knew about Jordan in terms of the growth, that he, the steps that were made. Not even in practice. He had flashes in practice, and we talked about those. Yeah. But the consistency that he showed in the LSU game, nobody saw that coming. No, it was awesome. It was – it altered everything about what they could be walking out of that stadium. All um, the practice access in the world that we had, we didn't, nobody saw that. Because you can't replicate a game. Right. Uh, P. Simpson, does Daryl Jackson have – any deficiencies? I know he's a beast, but there has to be a reason he's on the third team in as many years. I don't think he'll be on the third team. I I, I mean, he, to me, will be a, a primary starter. He will be a guy that you absolutely look out there in important moments and see playing football for us. Um, I mean, every player has a deficiency. There's no perfect player. I mean, you could do that with any great player of all time, too. Uh, but he's as good as anybody we got on the defensive line right now. I'll just say that. I think his point is, then why wasn't he a superstar at Miami already? That's fair. I, I That was an unhealthy set of circumstances down at Miami uh, for starters. Uh, I, I don't think he liked it there, hence the reason he's here. Also, another thing about transferring a second time, assuming he gets the waiver for immediate eligibility. And you, now, now or never. Now well, or you, never is one hell a, of a thing. It's a money year. Basically, it's if you're dominant this year, you'll take it to the league. And you got a chance to be because you got help. Miami wasn't deep enough, talented enough along the line. He's going to be working with better players here right now. I mean, you saw the way we ran the ball in Miami. Uh, yes. I mean, yes, you I got did. a lot of opportunities to watch it. The whole world did. Yeah. They didn't over see Miami's, and over again. Yeah, they didn't see Miami's offense. No. They saw their quarterback getting thrown to the ground like a rag doll. It will be interesting to see in about two Wednesdays from now when we're talking about practice if we have learned about deficiencies because the defense is always the head of the offense in these camps. That's the other thing. So, first of all, this dude is a size and, and has a strength profile as well that 
hardly anybody has on the roster. Yeah. And that's just a fact. But also, when you combine that with the offense, it takes a little while to get going it's, uh, over the defense. That's what leads to utter domination where you say, this isn't competitive at yeah. times. Yeah, he at times, it, it he does make reps difficult for people. I mean, you just you can't watch. evaluate him. No, you're like, <laughs> oh, well, that play was over before it started. Uh, how has Bless Harris looked, Keith? Good, good. He's looked good. Um, you think he finished practice strong yesterday? Because what I saw the first day of pads was he started out great. First two he reps got were worn against down. I didn't pay close enough attention yesterday. Football to game end shape, practice right? that way from the injury. I think he's yeah. he's forever chasing that. Because that was a concern of Alex Atkins before he got hurt. He's like, I'm going to throw him out there a lot because he needs to get in better shape. Doesn't that stink when that happens? Uh, when when you get hurt like that, that's the that's the hard part. Uh, Colin writes, Josh Farmer said he liked Jones and Roddick. Do you think they both start? Well, this is the good problem to have, Colin. I don't know. I really mean that. I've called this camp the camp of hurt feelings. I think there are a lot of guys who started last year who will not start this year because of the quality of depth and players that have been brought in or developed already on the roster. And that's what the competition will reveal. Now, you're asking my opinion. We have only seen two padded practices. I've only seen one padded practice, and it was yesterday. That is too soon for me to tell you that I think he's going to start or they are going to start. What I know is they are squarely in the competition and are an upgrade in terms of the depth of talent that we have on this roster on the offensive line, they're 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 going to be competing. Yeah, I, they like Keandre Jones more than I thought personally. They do, and that's that's as far as I'd go to describe that situation. Um, I do too, for the record. Don't get me wrong; it's he's just, huge. I wondered if he was a floor raising reserve or somebody that they thought that they could plug and play, considering that you do bring in guys who are very late in their careers in Roddick and Byers, and Keandre has some more time. So I was wondering if he's a longer-term project that you want to work on with that body type, and then these two guys from Colorado and UTEP are your plug-and-play. I think there's a chance all three of them could start. All three of the transfers could start. They, they could. could. They could. And, again, you already have players on your roster that you've been developing that could start that didn't start last year. Estes could start this year. He didn't start last year. He's a candidate to start. He had a good practice yesterday. Estes, Armella, Bless, oh. Maurice could win the job still at, at center. It's possible. I mean, right now I would think Maurice is probably leading the way at center. So, yeah, I don't know. I have said that I thought – there will be upwards of four new starters on the offensive line. It's a possibility, anyhow, that it could happen. I'm not saying it will happen, but it could happen. And it wouldn't be something where you sit, yeah, that's unfathomable. No, 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 it's, it, it's a very real possibility. I'm not saying it will, but that's how good the competition is, where you could have four new starters. They have a lot of choices. Alex Adkins said to me in our interview, I've got 12 fighting for five. That's a lot of bodies. I mean, that's 12 dudes fighting for five starting positions. That's a lot. And you're not assessing Robert Scott at all this spring. And He's look, not out there, yeah. It's a brutal thing. but He could lose his job. He could. He Absolutely could. could lose his job. And you wouldn't be stunned by that? No. Last year with Dylan Gibbons out, you know, when he's healthy, he's in. You know, he's, he's your guy. I don't think you can say that for Robert Scott at this point, at least early on seeing how, how much quality there is. Does that mean that they're all better than Robert? No, it just means that, dude, when you miss a whole camp, yeah, it's tough. all camp is going to be critical for you to get back up to speed to remind everybody what you can do. Zyra wants to know if any of the freshmen have stood out. And and at the beginning of the show, now, if you're talking about the offensive line, uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, you, you, I mean, obviously, we're all very excited when you have a 6'8 prospect with the length that he has. You, you're going to want to see him play. But, I, you know, no. 
it's too early. But if you're talking about on the team, yeah, Vandravius Jacobs stands out big time. Uh, Quindarius Jones stands out big time. Uh, KJ Kirkland stands out to me big time. Now, he had a pick six yesterday, but he also got toasted yesterday. He looked like a freshman. He had a moment where you're like, oh, there he is again, just out here making plays. And then the next two moments, you're like, ooh, ooh okay. All right, let's slow our roll here. So you're seeing it with 16, Quindarius a little bit? Oh, I love him. I love him, yeah. He's a player. We have consensus. Yeah, he's a player. I see it with him, too. I like him a lot. He's He's been good every practice I've been at. I've been at every one but one. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's looked he, good. He's good at the other one. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. 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 I like the Jacobs kid a lot, man. I, that kid is... It's funny because all the attention's on Hakeem Williams, and understandably, because you're a five-star and you're big and you're all those things, but he's been uh, the less impressive of the two, in my opinion. He's also not what you need right now as much as what Jacobs provides. Right. Because you have Johnny and you have, yeah, you have potentially Darion yeah. and, yes, Kentron, you got larger bodies. You need somebody who's a little bit more elusive to go along with Wright and Douglas and Jacobs could be. Could be. Could, could be the be. kid. Uh, but, but he might hit a freshman wall. Like, yeah, that's just that's, that's very possible. Yeah, and Winston Wright may end up, you know, really turning it on and all that. So we just don't know. Uh, Kentron Portier made the best catch of the day yesterday. Long touchdown, one-handed catch. Beautiful throw from A.J. Duffy. Uh, down the right side, pretty good, good coverage from A.Z. And Kentron just made the play. One-handed catch up here, just right side, and took it to the house and was – I mean, you want to talk about lavished with praise. Ron Dugan sprinted down the field to slap him on the ass. Then Mike Ravel came running over, and Alex Atkins came running over. They want they want that kid to take the next step. They do. They need well. well but that again, tells you what they see. Well, right. And they, you know what he is? He's Malik McLean. He's the he's the replacement for now, Malik. Now here's what's interesting. I'm reading way too much into this. I'm sure, but I wonder if the <laughs> conversation if the conversation was had about McLean and Kentron. Because if Malik left, I have to think, in this day and age of college football, there was a conversation about NIL that had to be processed mm-hmm. in well, some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's tough. They're very similar players. So in that sense, it's like, well, we, yeah. You look, would not choose to lose Malik McLean. I agree. Well, I agree. Yeah. But you maybe, might choose maybe to lose him at a certain value, number. Yeah, at a certain number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I know that the evaluations... So let's let's take a group like uh, I don't know the battles end. Let's take them for example. Uh, Who are they? What do they do? So nothing. They're not out here helping these kids. They're not doing a thing to get these four and five star kids to come to camp and show up and visit. They're not doing anything to sustain a roster. They sound like a bunch of dudes in kilts who just drum things. You know, they walk <laughs> in parades. So so take a group like battles end. They're constantly having to do valuations, right? They're having to look at the roster and say, you know, what do we value? What What's the market? You know, we're not out here trying to reset the market for a player. What, what's this guy worth? And there may be somebody that comes to you, and we now know this is how it works across the board, across the nation, not just here with NIL. When you pay a kid at a position, other kids at that position say, well, wait a minute. That guy's worth that? I've been here three years. How come I don't get that? Where's or, my I, cheese, Mickey Mouse? Right. I want that, too. Well, it could very well be, young man, that we've already evaluated what you are, and we thought to pay that guy. You don't think we've looked at your film? Yeah, and that leads to hurt feelings. And it's what will lead to people leaving, and that's fine. That's the modern world is what we've got going right now. I mean, if you're – you know, I, I, 
I, I hesitate to call out certain guys, but I, I just feel like if you're a junior here and they went out and brought in a guy at your position uh, who's also a junior, that's a toughie. I mean, that's a toughie. That'll tell you a little something-something. And not everybody will do well with that. Not everybody. Some kids are going to be taking his competition and they'll elevate their game and then it'll be a I'll show you type mentality and they'll eventually get what they want. Others will say, I'm out of here. Well, all right. You know, that, that, that's the way it works. I do think that it's hard for coaches, though, because, Tom, I will tell you, I mean, there will be times where it gets almost political because. There are a lot of things that go into offering transfers and all that beyond just the physical tools of a player that you have or that you want. There are other factors sometimes that play into this. The locker room culture, obviously, but also if that player is from a certain high school or certain area, there are other kids that you want from that group. Maybe the kid's parents are in some, uh, maybe, you know, we see a lot of kids whose dads are coaches in high school. All that stuff can play into it. I don't think that's any different from before NIL when it, when it came down to position battles that were 50-50. Like, who's going to win? Who's Make it easy for everybody. Quarterback battle. If it's 50-50 and one guy is beloved in the locker room and looked at as a leader by the locker room, yeah. you're going with that guy. Even if it's maybe 53-47 the other way. I would rather that my offensive meeting room is in love and believes in the guy that I choose. It would have to be a significant gap for me to choose the other player. So much so that the locker room sees, well, I mean, this guy is just, what are you going to do? I love quarterback A, but quarterback B is just better. He puts me in a better position to succeed. If it's close, I got to go with the guy that the locker room loves. I, I think that's something that's always been around. Well, that has always been around, but I think when you start talking about money and offering up money for transfers, that it, it has a further impact on all these discussions. Because if I pay this kid to come in, not only am I upsetting the apple cart with the kid that he's being recruited over, now everybody's going to look at that and they wouldn't. They all know what each other's making. They all, you know. So if I'm a player that's been here a while, even if I'm not in that segment group. And I hear about this guy getting that kind of money. Whoa, 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 what are we doing here? So it's it's tough. It's tough. You got to balance all that out. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Up, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Soon, my friend, this segment will be uh, Probables. One week from tomorrow. That's right. And we'll be uh, on location for said show. That'll be good. believe my man, uh, George, over at Games for Less, should be getting MLB The Show in. Oh, there you go. This week? Next week? When does it come out? Remember, I should know that. I would think it's before opening day. It would be yeah. kind of a crime if they didn't release the ball game until after the first weekend of Major League Baseball, which you can catch with us next Thursday, March the 30th, at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, live, 1 to 3 p.m. Boom. Beer, hot dog, and apple pie specials. Baseball. And baseball. Lots of baseball. 
Won't that be exciting? I love it. Nightly, going to bed, putting on the tube, watching some West Coast baseball. The sadness is uh, that I used to do it with Vin. Oh, Vin, talk to me as I drift off to sleep. I don't even care about the Dodgers. I just listen to him tell story after story, and pretty soon, that's not a knock on Vin. It was just it was bedtime, you know. But the sounds of baseball, the ball to a mitt, and the storytelling of Vin. You know, you can never replace Vin, but the Charlie Steiner is very good for the Dodgers. Mm, he is good. Um, yeah, he's really really good. When Charlie was a Sports Center host, and who was funny, very funny. You never thought when he gave it up to go be the Dodgers radio play-by-play man that it was going to work. Yeah. It's been great. Which is the sign of a really versatile broadcaster. And when he got laughing. Oh, he couldn't stop. He was the best. I laughed. I laughed hysterically (laughs) every time. (laughs) He had that thing. (laughs) Yeah, he kept going back to it. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.